Hi, and welcome to episode 11 of Life with Catherine. My dad, Jim, returns to the show to explain the creation of the Couch and Sportsplex, a 26-acre outdoor sports facility on Vancouver Island. He highlights the value in communities working together and the benefits of being resourceful. Thank you again, Dad. Here we go. Back in the beginning stages, it was the recreation facility was called the Couch and Sportsplex. And in 1996, Mayor Mike Coleman asked me if I would be the representative from the city of Duncan to sit on the board, on the interim board, because it was done by the school board and the city and North Cowichan and a whole group of sports clubs. And the, the land was donated by the province of BC to the municipality of North Cowichan for use for recreation or sports in the Cowichan Valley. When I joined in 1996, they immediately put me in as interim chairman. And I became the chairman of the committee for about a year and a half until I got in my head that we were spinning wheels and getting nowhere. And I said right out to the press, I'm afraid this issue here is not going anywhere because there's not enough incentive behind the sports groups to get out and get it to happen. To build the sportsplex To build itself. the sportsplex. And the feedback got back to the mayor and he immediately pulled up me off the board. <gasps> so I was off the board in 1997 and I didn't go back on until I challenged the mayor for the position of mayor of, of the city of Duncan and got defeated. So then I thought, well, I have spare time and expertise on my hands. I think what I would like to do is go back on this Chesterfield sports facility and see if I can do some good there. Upon being there about six or eight months, the chairman of the then called Couch and Sports Tax Society, decided that she wanted to retire and the position came up for election. And Stu Pitts, who's a very high profile softball supporter, nominated me to be the chairman. And I was elected right off on the first ballot, <laughs> which didn't surprise me because it's an empty seat and there's not that many groups that want to put the time in other than what they're interested in. I was pretty well neutral where I didn't belong to any sports clubs. I didn't have any invested interest in any particular sport, so I was probably one of the best choices because I wouldn't focus on strictly field hockey or soccer or anything. I did the overview of the whole thing. Upon being elected the chair, I started to make waves and the economy was starting to turn around at that time. So I thought, this is a good time to try and get things rolling. When I got elected to the chair, they already had the infield for the uh, soccer completed. 
They had the running track completed except for the rubberized surface. When I became chairman after two months, the rubberized surface went on and it was completed in two, three weeks. We never did anything on that site unless we had the money in a pocket to pay for everything as we went along. By the time we finished that particular project, we started to do some fundraising. And I had a group of about 10 people that went out to the community and started to stir the pot and see if we could get some dollars in. In the meantime, Stu Pitts, who was the heavy supporter that nominated me, was way overweight and he was suffering severe cancer. So I went up to his wife, Ingrid, and I asked if he would consider going on a weight loss to support his pet project, which is the softball diamonds. And she said, oh, he might be interested in that. So she said, why don't you go ask him? So I went to ask Stu and he looked at me and he said, for you, yes, I'll do it. He was, he went into the uh, weigh scales and he weighed over 450 pounds when he became it. And he started this diet and every seven days the newspaper would weigh him in and publish the amount and people donated so many dollars per pound that he would lose. When he was finally getting close to the end, we had pretty well a lot of money coming in by then and he was down to 200 and some pounds. He lost almost 50% and we knew at at that stage, I knew that it was a short lived for him and we wanted to dedicate something to his name. Anyway, by the time we had got to that stage, all the designing for the whole site was completed. The infrastructure, which was putting in the sewer lines, water lines, lighting, uh, irrigation, everything was in place. In order to do that, we had to take one foot of topsoil off the whole 27 acres and store it. And then we had to raise the whole field two feet with gravel and then put the one foot of topsoil on top of all that. That was a humongous job. Well, yeah. I went to North Cowichan and I asked them if they would donate the gravel from their pit, if we did the trucking and compacting, loading on their end, trucking and compacting at our end. And North Cowichan said to me, how much are you looking for? And I said, 27 acres. <laughs> they just about had a heart failure. And the mayor of that time said to me, can we do this in stages? I said, absolutely. We're quite willing to work with you any way we can. Stage number one will start within a month. Stage number two will start within a year. And stage number three will start within another year. They looked at me and said, we'll get back to you. About a month later, they got back and they said, we're not interested in the stages. You got the gravel for the whole site. Go ahead and do it as you please. Now, the conditions that they put on it were uh, 
the subdivision along Beverly Street and all in through there was all low-lying land and it kept flooding every winter when the high tides came in. So they told us that in order to get the gravel and get the infrastructure in place, we had to put a major storm drain on the north edge of the property and hook all the houses and streets up into our storm drain system to eliminate the issues in that area. And we agreed to that. We are paying for the piping and all the rest of it. And then they came to us once it was in and said, now you people are responsible for opening and closing the gates when the storm system came up. And I said, no, 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 no. This is a charity board. You want that gate closed on the proper time. It's North Couch's responsibility to do it. Yeah. They finally succumbed. They said, yeah, we don't have the ability as a sportsplex for liabilities if somebody's house gets flooded. That's North Couch's responsibility. So they did agree to that. From that stage on, we started to haul the gravel. We talked the oil company to... We had two trucks and two loaders and two compactors working seven days a week down there. And we talked the oil company into coming down every Friday night and top up every piece of equipment with fuel, free. Free? The restaurants in town, they each took turns and they were asked if they would donate enough meals for all the people that are volunteering down there every lunchtime. And each one of the restaurants took their turn and brought down lunches for X number of people that were on site at that time. And this is the way the whole project went. It was a community project, not a sports plug. Anyway, the timing worked out quite well and our next phase was to complete the lacrosse box it's an outdoor lacrosse box. And we heard through the grapevine that Whistler was trying to get rid of their outdoor sports uh, lacrosse box. Oh, right. So it was the middle of December and the snow was going. So I went to one of the local trucking companies and I said, we got donated this whole set of field or, uh, lacrosse. boxes. Lacrosse box? Lacrosse box boards and all the design and everything for it. Would you haul it for us? And this particular company that I asked said, Oh, definitely not. As long as you're not in a hurry, we'll do it on a backhaul. Well, the backhaul took seven days and the, everything was there. <laughs> I had one of my buddies and I, we were out there busy putting all the sewer pipes in to drain the thing. We were down six feet putting all the drainage so it would link into everything else and into there. And this lacrosse thing showed up just as we were finishing. So it was a matter of backfilling. No topsoil underneath that. So we just immediately got set up to do that. We contracted out to a local company to put it together. And the lacrosse box was finished inside of 60 days. Paid for in full. By this time, we knew that Stu Pitts was getting in pretty sad shape, so we decided we had to do his ball fields for him. There's three ball fields, and we wanted him to be around to watch the opening game. So we started to get all the topsoil in and everything else, because all the infrastructure was done. And when it came to the opening night, we knew the grass wasn't very well 
caught yet, but we felt we had to do it because things were looking pretty dicey. So we agreed that if it costs us an extra few thousand dollars to replant the thing after the fact, that was it. So he showed up in the car and he sat behind the backstop and he watched three hours of games on the field that he was supporting totally. That was one of the highlights of my career. Then came the next one was the field hockey. And we had a private sponsor, a private individual that was heavy into field hockey. And she had a trust fund that she controlled and she wanted to see that happen. So she said she would commit X number of dollars every year for, I think it was five years to get it done. And, of course, then we started to proceed to do with that. And the field hockey was all artificial turf, and it was regulation size for Olympic committees, etc. While this was all going on, our fundraising committee was out doing huge things. We had roughly 750000 in the bank when we started the first phase of putting in the lacrosse box. And in order to get funding from the Forestry Infrastructure Committee, we had to have, and that was a million dollars, we had to have a million dollars in the bank. So I went to North Cowson and I said, we have 750000 in the bank. We have three businesses in the community that have guaranteed us 25000 a year for three years. Would you loan us the money? And they came back to me a week later and said, absolutely. So we had our million dollars in the bank. Then the forestry through Community Futures came through with their million dollars. So all of a sudden we had $2 million. And things were really starting to move by that time because the fundraising we had when we were committing Stu to doing this weightlift loss program, we raised 250000 on that event alone. And Mayor Gordon Campbell was there and he couldn't believe that a community would come together so fast and so efficiently. So the province said they would give us another $2 million to proceed and get further along. The feds were all upset because they were left out in the cold. But this was almost the Olympics time too, right? The Olympics was coming too. Uh, Yes, they were coming three years down the road. Okay. So the feds came through, and between the province and the feds, they guaranteed us $5 million, which was enough to finish the entire site, basically, of the facilities, not the trimming like the landscaping and the blacktop into the roads and the parking lot and sports equipment, stuff like that. But we had a pretty good nest egg. I was in the chair two and a half years, and we raised enough money to complete all the major facilities. Then I could see the fight was going to be how to keep the funds coming to maintain it. Yeah. Because we're working strictly on volunteer. There's no committee, no government or anything. North Cowson agreed to pay for the hydro bill for the site 12 months a year. The city agreed to pay for the water 12 months a year. Um, We got a lot of grants uh, from North Cowson. For the paving, we, they, we, we paid for it, 
But we got it on their price range, not on what we would be paying ah. because we got the kick, the bonus. During this whole process, the committee of myself, the treasurer, and the administrator from the Sportsplex, and whatever board members were available at the time, held bi-monthly meetings with all the neighbors to make sure they were reasonably happy with what was happening along the site. A few of them had issues where their houses were cracking from the compaction. A few of them were concerned about the lighting lighting up their backyard. A few of them were concerned about the privacy issues. Mm -hmm. And we dealt with each one individually. We guaranteed them the lights, according to the experts, would not go into their system too much. And it was very good, actually. We agreed to put concrete fence seven feet high, the entire perimeter. So there's roughly a third of a mile of seven foot high concrete fence to give them the privacy they wanted. We told them if they wanted to have a viewing on the top row, we could put a viewing for them if they wanted to. But if they were concerned about the privacy, we would make it solid all the way. So it would be on the individual houses whether they wished it or not. They all agreed they wanted the privacy. So that was one of the major issues that we had to deal with was making sure all the local residents were reasonably happy with what was happening because it was really affecting them a lot. By the time we got three quarters of the way through this complex, we decided we needed to make it more a regional function rather than a North Cowichan function. So we changed the name from the Chesterfield Sports Society to the Cowichan Sportsplex and made it more Lake Cowichan, Cobble Hill, Shawnee Lake, Mill Bay, Duncan, and each one of them did put money into the initial program, so we wanted to make it a community-wide project. When I left there, they still, two years after I left, they were still putting in infrastructure. They had a kids' playground. They had an adults' exercise program. They had a, roughly a third of a mile of high-density sponge-type walking track for people with serious back injuries. And it's like walking on a cushion. And then they did a lot of the flowering shrubs and they did the parking lot and completed that. And they were still owing no dollars at all. It was just an amazing project. And it was one of the highlights of my career that I could do something that size, that well received for the community as a whole. And not leave a debt and not lead, leave a heavy debt over in order to make it happen. That's right. Everybody was included. We wanted to make sure we were not allowed, were, we were not going to borrow money from anybody other than the regional governments. And that was our only criteria. There was no debt on that site. <laughs> so to this date, I went there about two years ago and they still had a few dollars in the bank and no debt load. And I don't know of anybody that can produce 27 acres plus five acre parking lot complete with no debt load. Now, who uses the, the track? It's used by all the sports committees that were involved. 
They rent the space for their a lot of time. The school district came on board, so all the school facilities are there. And then it's open to anybody that wishes to walk in there on site if there's nothing else going on. You can walk the track, you can play on the ball fields, but if it's registered, then you're out of there until such time as it's free. It uh, made me feel really, really good. And did you have an opening ceremony? We had an opening ceremony when Gordon Campbell came in. <clears throat> this was on the original opening ceremony. And this is another story. My friend Roger Bruce has got a line you could hang seven years of laundry on. <laughs> he went to the local logging company and he said, we've got this big function coming on. We have somebody willing to put 20 minutes of fireworks. We are having a whole bunch of ceremonies going. And we asked the logging company if they would supply us with two helicopters to bring all the dignitaries in from their yard, which is a couple of miles away, by helicopter in the Duncan Christian School parking lot and drop in at dusk. Oh, and my job was to guard the gate so that the kids wouldn't all rush out and get caught in the helicopter blades. And it was like, they actually donated three choppers and they just came in like a swarm and down <laughs> and off and onto the stage. And then I got up on the stage with them and thanked them for everything. And Gordon Campbell was there. Gordon Campbell came up to me after and he said, keep up the good work. This is awesome. Oh, Wonderful. That was part of our major opening ceremony. By the time everything was finished, I wasn't on the board anymore, yeah. so I don't know what happened beyond that. But uh, Thank you very much for sharing this story.